Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about some regional differences in pool care. The pools that we have in California, or the way we care for the pools here, differ from how you would care for a pool, let's say in Connecticut or New Jersey. So I'm going to go over some of these differences for you by region, and kind of give you a broad spectrum of pool care across the nation. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I think the average size pool, and when you're talking to anyone and you say, hey, what's the average size pool across the country? You're going to probably get 15 by 30 or, you know, 10 by 20 somewhere around that range. I always think an average size pool is about 15,000 gallons. And these can range from all different shapes as far as freeform or rectangular. But if you're looking at an average size pool, I would say 14 or 15,000 gallons, 15 by 30, 15 by 32, you know, 16 by 34, somewhere around those areas or those numbers are where the average size pool drops at just about across the whole nation. Like for instance, in Florida, the average pool is about 11,000 gallons, so they're a little smaller over there. Here in Southern California, I would say the average size pool is probably just about at that 15,000 gallon mark, and then you would go up or down depending on your area. In my area, my service area, I'm in Southern California. I'm in the San Gabriel Valley. Most of the pools are, you know, a little bit larger in the older houses. You find that if you have a pool built in a 1980s or 70s home, the builder just went all out and they took the whole backyard basically and put a pool back there. But the newer homes are smaller, so I have some pools that I can jump across in my area. They're so small. I think eight to 14,000 gallons is the average in my area. And with the cost of the pools going up so dramatically, I think you're going to find a lot, a lot more smaller pools than the larger pools being built in most regions of the country, with some exceptions. And for example, in Texas, they have really large pools. I think their average is a lot higher than the 15,000 gallon. And if you do pool service in Texas or Hawaii, it's not uncommon to have 30,000 gallon pools or 35,000 gallon pools on your route. These are pools that are the size of commercial pools. If you're getting it, if you want to get an idea of a big pool, go to the YMCA. They have a pool that's probably 60,000 gallons in most cases. Some have even bigger pools. Or if you go to a hotel somewhere, usually it's 40 to 60,000 gallons. So those are pretty big pools. And other resorts have upwards of 80,000. I mean, in Las Vegas, the casinos and all those resorts have gigantic pools. So that's the extreme end of it. And then you have the average end of it. And then you have certain states like Texas, where they have larger pools. And maybe in the East Coast, the pools are larger also. Now, another main difference is that in California, Florida, Arizona, Nevada, parts of Texas, what they call the Sun Belt, basically when they refer to these areas where you know, it's sunny all the time, basically. We don't have a real winter to speak of, and we don't close our pools off. 
So pool care in California, I mentioned at the beginning, is different from New Jersey. Say, for instance, I grew up in New Jersey. So when I was a kid, I remember the backyard that we had a doughboy pool. And in the wintertime, it looked like a giant snow cone with a tarp on it. It just froze and it was just there. And that's kind of what happens back east is that the water freezes because it gets pretty cold. If you don't know, go back east, you'll, you'll know the weather. And that's one reason why I'm in California. But besides that point, you know, it, it's different. You close pools over there. And so you're going to have to know that if you have a pool in Connecticut, New Jersey, parts of North Carolina, you're going to be closing your pools down in the wintertime. And it varies by region of when you're going to start this process. I would say October, November would be definitely the cutoff date to close your pool down back east. And closing the pool down is a process. So if you're new to ho- to pool ownership back east, you want to hire a service company to close the pool. It'll charge anywhere from $350 to $600, depending on the pool size and what's entailed in it. But basically, you're draining some water out, you're clearing the lines, you're taking the equipment, draining the equipment down. Sometimes you're taking the equipment off the pad, depending on the area. So it differs by region. We don't do it here. So I can't say that I'm an expert in it. I know the process. I can walk you through it. I can walk people in my group through the process. But we don't do it here. So it's not something that I do all the time. So if you're not familiar with it, you definitely want to hire a company that does that. And then they'll open your pool for you because there is a procedure to open the pool. And generally the pools are covered back east, you know, with a full cover so that nothing gets in there. And, you know, like a tarp basically over the top of it. We don't do that here. We're open 365 days a year. Well, we're not open for service 365 days a year. But the pools are open for 365 days a year. We don't cover them here, nor in Florida. And it does add to a lot more work in the winter. You deal with the elements out there. And in California, we have the winds all winter long. Basically, the pools need a lot of debris removal in my area. And then other regions of California, of course, are more desert-like, and so they may not have the leaf debris, but they definitely can get a lot of dirt from any rain you get during the winter. I think another surprising difference in region is the pool surface type. So in California, Arizona, Nevada, we're really plaster, pebble tech surface types. We don't have that many fiberglass pools here, nor the drop-in fiberglass shell pools. So fiberglass is kind of foreign in my area. You may get one or two accounts here or there that are fiberglass. The in-ground vinyl pools are really foreign in most of California. I would say they're pretty foreign in Nevada and Arizona. And they're really common back east. I had a member move from Arizona to Massachusetts. And he didn't really want to do service again. He sold his route. But a few neighbors talked him into it. And he's finding that most of the pools in his area are in-ground vinyl. And I think there's a lot of in-ground vinyl in parts of Alabama and those regions. It's a lot less expensive to build a pool with an in-ground vinyl liner. You don't have to do all the gunniting. And so it's a pretty much a simpler and cheaper process. And it's a really actually good feel to a pool if it's done right. It's not a big deal, I don't think, to if you wanted to have an in-ground vinyl pool installed in California. I wouldn't say not to do it or other regions where it's not common. Because the vinyl liner will last, you know, 8 to 10 years, maybe a little bit longer. You can stretch it out. And it feels good on your feet. You can have different colors put in. And it's a more affordable way to have a pool installed. And I think fiberglass, having a drop-in shell, is still pretty affordable in most regions also. I think the price of plaster and pebble tech may make more of these other regional pool types come to California. 
Arizona, Nevada. I'm not sure how the vinyl exposed to the sun is going to hold up in Arizona when it gets 120 degrees, but I think it's something that's out there on the table for you if you're looking for a surface type. But back to the fact that in the East Coast, you have more in-ground vinyl pools, so that makes pool care different in that region, obviously, because there's different ways to care for the vinyl. And there's more wear, and you have to change the liner, whereas a plaster pool, you can do an acid wash and then replaster when necessary. So I think the surface types by region are something that you're going to notice if you move from Arizona to, say, Massachusetts. I don't really want to spend too much time talking about the different weathers in the regions, but of course it's different in Texas than it is in California. The main difference, I think, with the weather as far as chlorine usage in Texas and Florida and California, you're going to have more chlorine usage, I guess Nevada, Arizona, I should say also, than in other regions of the country where it doesn't get blazing hot for 30, 40 days during the year. You know, where my dad lives in Indio, he had a run of 120 degree weather for like two weeks in a row. We don't get that hot here in my region. We may get to 101, 105. Usually it's in the 90s all summer long. It doesn't get super blazing hot. But the UV index is higher in these regions. And therefore the chlorine usage is going to be a lot more. For example, if you have a 30,000 gallon pool in Texas and you put a gallon of 12.5% liquid chlorine in, and your cyanic acid level is at 50 parts per million, which will protect it to 5 parts per million, don't be surprised that the next day, especially if it's been 100, 105, and the UV index is really high, don't be surprised the next day that your pool has zeroed out. And I know Bob Lowry mentioned in a lot of podcasts that you lose about 1 part per million of free chlorine a day, but I think those numbers are out the window in certain regions where the UV index is really high, and you may be putting two gallons of liquid chlorine in every day just to maintain a three parts per million in like an area of Texas where the pool's larger. Now the larger pools do require, of course, more chlorine and more balancing of the chemistry than the smaller pool. But I wouldn't ne- neglect the smaller pool just because it's smaller. But the weather is a major factor in chemical usage. And also if you do service, it's a major factor while you're working out there. If it's going to be 105 degrees that day, you definitely want to finish early. And in Florida, you have the humidity. In Texas, you have the humidity. We don't have that here. We have what they call a dry heat. And if you've never been to California or Arizona or Nevada, a dry heat is basically like turning on your oven and opening the door and putting your head close to it. I want to stick it in there to get the feel of it. But you get the idea that it's a heat, like kind of like from the oven. It's not a pleasant heat, that's for sure. And I don't know if I prefer, you know, the you're always sweaty Florida heat to the California where you're always burning to death heat. And I guess I will touch on this part of the weather is rain in California. I think we average about six to eight inches in Los Angeles, my area. And on an average year, that's, you know, pretty good. Usually it's less than that, like four inches or lower. Other areas get really no rain at all. And then you have areas like Florida, parts of Texas, like the Houston area, they get a ton of rain. So this does affect the chemistry of the pool. In California, since we get very little rain in my area, we have a lot of evaporation and refill, which means that all the gunk stays in the pool, basically, and as the TDS, because all the other elements don't really evaporate, just the pure fresh water evaporates. But in Florida, parts of Texas, you get a lot of rain. Hawaii, I think, gets the most rain out of all the regions. That will kind of refill the pool with fresh water and dilute it properly. You can do the same thing here in California and Arizona by draining half the pool down and then adding fresh water. But basically, the water chemistry is really affected by the amount of rain we get, 
versus other areas of the country. So that's also a factor when you're moving from one region to another that the pool's chemistry may be different because of the amount of rain we get. Like for instance, I may add one or two bags of salt to a pool every year or two. And then Florida and Texas, you may be adding, you know, four or five bags to that same size pool because of the dilution by the rainwater versus here where the evaporation doesn't really take the salt out of the pool water. It stays in there. Yes, it gets diluted somewhat by the refill, but the salt doesn't evaporate out of the pool. And so those are some major differences they have to be aware of with the weather factor. Now, I said I was going to talk about the weather. I think I spent like three minutes talking about it. So that's on me, I guess. I also think that the pool filtration or pool filter choice is regional. Like for instance, in California here, we have cartridge filters and D filters with maybe a sprinkling of sand filters here and there where kind of an odd builder will put one in. Not very common here, but if you go to Arizona or if you go to Nevada, parts of Texas, parts of, you know, the upper part of Florida, Alabama area, you're going to see a lot of sand filters. And then you have Florida, which is the single bullet state, and they have single cartridge filters just about throughout the whole region. I don't know how that took off there or why that took off there. Now, I know the builder's answer to this is, you know, a 100 square foot filter or 150 square foot cartridge filter. It's good for a 20,000 gallon pool. It's going to get the flow rate, says you can have one in a 50,000 gallon pool. But in reality, these single cartridge filters are made really, I don't know what they're really made for, to be honest with you. I don't like them, but they're all through Florida and it causes you to have worse flow, I think, worse water quality. And you're cleaning this cartridge filter every month. I think a lot of problems are because of small filtration or small filters. You know, if you get a above ground pool, you go to Costco and get an 8,000 gallon above ground pool. You're going to have like a little 25 square foot cartridge filter in there. And the manufacturer says, hey, this is good for this size water. Yeah, it's good for that size water, but it ain't going to do much, you know, to keep the pool looking good. You're going to be adding a lot of chemicals. You're going to be running that little one-eighth horsepower pump 24 hours a day to kind of make it look decent. So the filter size, even though it's kind of okay for that size water, it's really not. And so here, you know, in California, when they put in the cartridge filter, the builder will put in a full-size cartridge filter, which I consider to be 300 to 500 square feet with four of those cartridges in that filter or the Stayrite System 3 with one mega cartridge and one small, well, smaller one inside, not really small, and this really improves the filtration, water quality, and the runtime of the pool can be cut down dramatically just based on the filter size. And so I think there is a good reason to, if you're in Florida and you have a 10,000-gallon pool and a single cartridge filter, to cut that out and put in a 320-square-foot cartridge filter or a 450-square-foot cartridge filter and just really make that water quality much better and make the flow better. Everything's going to be much improved with a larger filter. And I think one thing in Florida that's kind of foreign is the DE filters. There's not too many there. And I'll get occasionally a group member in Florida send me a picture of the filter and say, hey, how do I clean this thing? And because you don't see those. And I think the same thing here in California. When a pool pro gets back there and they see a sand filter, they're kind of scratching their head thinking, hey, what is this big old circular dome filter thing filled full of sand? You know, it's like... They don't know either. So it's very regional, I think, that you'll have sand filters in certain areas of Texas. Then you'll have D filters in other areas of Texas, let's say. And then cartridge filters here and there. 
It's just like a builder's preference. In California, there's not going to be too many DD filters moving forward because the state regulates those out of the areas. Basically, it's really hard to install a DD filter in California. So you're going to see a lot more four cartridge filters being installed. And we really don't have any single bullet cartridges here in the state, in my region at least. I know in Northern California, you may find a pool here and there that, you know, that's 15,000 gallons on a single cartridge filter. But in my region here in Southern California, that's a pretty foreign concept. And then I think last, if you are looking for a pool and spa combo where the spa is attached to the pool, very popular in California, Nevada, Arizona, Texas, I guess parts of Florida also. But then you get these regions where they just have the pool with no spa. And that's something that's kind of regional also where the builders will build a spa here in most regions. Now, if you're getting a vinyl in-ground pool or fiberglass in-ground pool, the options for an attached spa are extremely limited. So usually it's a plaster or pebble tech pool. And I think that's why in my region, there's more of these attached spas that are built in where you can change the valves and go from pool to spa mode. But again, I think because other regions of the country don't have that, they don't really have the attached spa. So you're going to see a lot more of that on the West Coast and maybe in parts of Florida and a lot less of that in the East or midsection of the country. And so I think I touched on just a surface kind of differences of the regions here for you in this podcast to get an idea. There's probably tons more I could address, but that would take hours to go over. And I think I should have other pool pros from other regions on the podcast to talk about it. And that's probably something I'll be setting up to where we could just talk about different regional uh, things about pool care and, you know, the price point of service, things like that. Uh, I'll get a round table together for that eventually in, in the near future for you on that. But I just wanted to give you a brief kind of overview that there are some really big regional differences from, you know, Northern California, even the Southern California, Texas to Florida. And if you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and on the banner, click on that podcast icon, and there'll be a drop-down menu for you so you can listen to different podcasts at your leisure. And if you're in the industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely consider my coaching program. At the You can find more about that or learn more about that, I should say, at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.